Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Helping you unwind after a long day of work. I think he's kind of a boob. You can't really take the day off as a person. You can't go out there and be a moron. It doesn't work like that. The Nightcap. We're eating their food. On WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, we got some action. I'm glad the Sabres waited. I'm glad they waited till September 16th, exactly three months after the hiring of GM Kevin Adams. I'm glad it took Kevin Adams three months because I'm back and I'm able to talk about it. What other Sabre-related things is there really to talk about? I guess the jerseys happened while I was away, while we went on hiatus. It's the Nightcap, Joe DiBiase, for the next hour here on WGR. We'll be taking your calls at 803-0550. Line them up. If you got reaction to Eric Stahl being a Buffalo Sabre, that, that is such a strange sentence. Eric Stahl's a Buffalo Sabre. The 11-year-old in me is really trying to force his way out and say that he hates this move because Eric Stahl is one of those guys that, what does Bulldog say, hit his face with a, sho- a shovel? That's more Peter Laviolette, probably, from that team. But I hate Eric Stahl. Right? He was a hurricane in 2006. The whole team. Just, I guess one of the players on that team, though, is now running the Sabres. So, kind of got to live with it. So the 11-year-old in me, he's got he's to gotta go away for a little bit. We're going to have to let him, put him in timeout over in the corner. Because this is a good trade. There's nothing to not like about this trade. I'll dive into it, the cap ramifications, the money ramifications separate from the cap, given that Sabre decision-making, like the financial aspects of it will be brought up and will be a talking point around everything they do while we are talking about internal caps and really when there are no fans in the stands and all of that is going on, like the financial ramifications will be a part of the conversation. So we'll get into that. The production from Stahl in the past couple of seasons while he's been with the Minnesota Wild. There is talk on social media. Pierre Lebrun kind of started it on a TSN radio station in Canada that there's a rumor that if Eric Stahl were to ever be traded from the Wild, he would retire. And... There are two ways of thinking about this for me right now. 
And by the way, we're taking your calls, like I mentioned. Line them up. 803-0550 is the number. We are going to get to Kevin Adams' conference call with the media that just wrapped up a couple of moments ago. I'm yet to even hit the button to upload it to our on-demand audio, so you're getting to it first. We'll play that for you in just a few moments here. Uh, the Sabres GM's reaction and his uh, questions with the media, his answers to the media on this trade that he just made. But why I'm not completely discounting the retirement rumor, which, even if I'm not completely discounting it, I would definitely say it's highly unlikely, given that the GM just went in front of everybody and was talking about the trade. I mean, if you go talking about the trade, if you announce the trade, you're taking questions about it, and then he says he's not coming? <laughs> that's that's rough. That's brutal. And even if for how incompetent the Sabres have been at times in the past few years, I can't believe that, that that's going to happen. But the reason I won't completely discount it is it makes sense why he would be thinking about it. It makes sense why there would be a rumor that if he were to be traded, he would retire. Stahl is on a team-friendly contract of $3.25 million. If you look at Eric Stahl's career, and you look at his career trajectory over the past few seasons, the reason he's on a contract that small, to me, is in large part because that's where he wanted to play. He's from, I believe, Thunder Bay, Ontario, which I'm not super familiar with Canadian geography, but from what I've seen from people on social media, that's very close to Minnesota. It's very close to where the Wild play. So, he went home. He went home for what he probably thought were the final the be, the final holes of the back nine of his career. He went to the wild for that. Three kids, you're near your family, you're still playing. You're you're going to be will, more willing to take a 3.5 million dollar cap hit, which he signed in 2016. And yeah, he had a couple of down years going into that. 33 points with the Hurricanes in 63 games. Only 6 points with the Rangers his final season before landing in Minnesota. 5 playoff games that season, by the way, with 0 points. So, maybe it's not completely location, location, location. But, seems to me that he wanted to be there. And, that's got to be the source of this. And you've also, you'll hear it from Kevin Adams. Maybe there's there's more to it. But some of the quotes I've seen from what he just said to the media, I don't hear, you know, Eric's excited to be here. Eric's excited to to get things going, to play with Jack Eichel, to play with, to reunite with Jeff Skinner. No, it's, you know, I've had, I had a conversation with Eric and we're going to have another in-depth conversation. That's what it sounded like we got from Kevin Adams. So, am I... 100% sold that he's definitely going to play the next game for the Buffalo Sabres? No, but that number might be 95, between 95 and 100. So just that's that's where, uh, just to lay everything out here, that's where I'm at on this whole trade. But, all positive. It's a great move. They improve down the middle. Um, I'll have more on that once we hear from Kevin Adams. So let's get to that right now. And again, like I said, 803-0550 is the phone number. If you're on hold, hang there. We'll get to you right after the conference call. And we got lines open so for anybody else that wants to get in here on the nightcap. But first, before we do any of that, let's go to Kevin Adams. The Sabres GM just wrapping up with the, the Buffalo media after trading for Eric Saul. 
Hey, everybody. Thanks for calling in this evening. I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Um, just wanted to give you a heads up off the top here. Um, just so everybody's aware, we will have at least one other media availability before the draft as we get closer. Um, so we'll have plenty of time to get everything in if we don't get to that stuff tonight. Just wanted to let everybody know that. And uh, obviously for the call, like usual, please make sure your line is muted if you aren't asking a question. And when you do ask a question, uh, please leave your name and location for asking. So with that, we'll open it up to the first question for Kevin. Conference recording started. WDRZ Channel 2, I was just wondering, uh, obviously you were teammates with Eric Stahl, so you know a lot about him. Uh, what were the biggest attributes you found when when you were trying to acquire him that you wanted to get him on your team? Yeah, hey, Paul, how you doing? Um, yeah, you know, Eric Stahl is a, uh, had a world-class career. He's won a Stanley Cup. He's won an Olympic gold medal. He's won a world championship gold medal. He's been a all-star many times. Uh, he's 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 a, still a very productive player, and that's just what I'm telling you. There is just what he is on the ice and what he's done. Um, he's a tremendous person, high character, um, tremendous leader, former captain. Um, obviously, I have you know because of the past and you know my experience of being a former teammate in him with him, I've, I've seen that up close and personal. Um, we added a phenomenal player and person today. Very excited about it. Hi, Kevin. It's Lance in the Buffalo News. What Line unmuted. Behind Jack, I mean, given your roster situation, was that a, a priority for you entering this offseason? Yes. You know, Lance, I think, uh, as, as I mentioned to you guys previously on calls, you know, really looking at, our roster and um, over these last couple of months and having a kind of a short and medium and long-term plan and what we need to do, obviously identifying um, the center ice position and trying to strengthen ourselves up the middle is important. Um, and so to me, looking, looking to, to be able to look around the league and to be able to target and identify a player uh, like Eric um, was really important. So yeah, it was uh, it was definitely something we were working on doing. Hey Kevin, John Warrell with the Associated Press. Um, I guess you know as a first trade goes as a general manager, um, I guess how important is this one in knowing, being familiar with Eric, knowing the player that you're getting, and what's it mean to you that to, to, to have this as your first trade? <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a a lot of time to think about that because I've been so focused on, on this process and the work that goes into it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, just thinking that through a little bit, it's right. It's my first trade as a general manager. Um, the fact that I was fortunate enough to sit next to Eric in the locker room and we won a Stanley cup together. And I, I know what he's all about definitely gives me comfort. Um, knowing the person he is, uh, the family man he is. Uh, I know his wife very well. Um, it's just uh, so certainly having that knowledge and background on Eric um, is helpful when you make a big decision like this. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I guess I didn't think about it being necessarily the, my first trade. It's just, uh, um, you know, now that you said that, though, it's, uh, yeah, it's special. 
Hey, Kevin, it's Bill Hoppy from the uh, Times-Herald. Uh, this being your first trade, what did you learn about the process? What was it like for you to, to go through it for the very first time? Well, it's, uh, it's a good question, Bill. I, I think um, certainly there's a lot of thought and work that goes in before doing something like this. These decisions don't get made in a vacuum. I would say that as well. Um, there's a lot of work in terms of the, 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 the player um, watching and making sure you know exactly where their game is at. Um, a lot of conversations with Ralph, um, a lot of conversations with Terry and Kim and just, you know, what are we looking to do? Why? Um, analyzing different thoughts. And um, I like to methodically make decisions in terms of um, asking questions. Um, and that's what I tried to do through this process. So I feel like I'm learning a lot every day, Bill. Um, I learned a lot today and I'll learn a lot tomorrow, but it's all part of uh, the, the part of the experience for me. Hey, Kevin, John. Hey, Kevin, John Vogel with The Athletic Football as well. As you mentioned, things aren't done in one day. Uh, both these guys had no trade clauses. Did you guys, did both teams have to wait to see what was going to shake out with that before really getting into the deal, or were you had the framework in place before that? Yeah, um, that's, that's something that, like I said, is part of this process. Um, you know, you're going through every different scenario, and – you know, I think it's an inter it's interesting, John. As a player, sometimes you you you, you know you, you show up, you make sure you're ready to go, you you play. <laughs> I was traded a bunch of times, so um, I I had those phone calls as a player to say, you know, we've traded you, and you don't really understand all that goes into it. But um, yeah, that's part of it. Just understanding the contracts and understanding um, what all the what it all means more than just what the on ice is. So that definitely was part of the process. Kevin, Kevin this is Brian Jeff here from Sabres.com. Kevin, uh, just wondering, if you, have you spoken to Eric, and what was his reaction to it? I have. Um, Duffer, how you doing, by the way? Um, Good, thank yeah, you. I, I, I have spoke to Eric. Um, we, we didn't uh, have a long chat because uh, there were a lot, of, a lot of things going on for both of us, but we caught up. It was a great conversation. Uh, you know, I, what I said to Eric too, just so everybody knows, is that um, I understand when when this happens, um, it, there's a lot of emotion. You know, it's uh, these are there's a lot of things going on in your in your mind in terms of okay, what does it mean, and where's what is it, how does it affect in terms of my family, and there's just so many moving parts um, when you when you get this kind of news, and there's always surprises. So Eric and I had a had a good chat. We're obviously going to have a much uh, more in-depth conversation soon. Obviously, Ralph will as well. But uh, no, it was great to talk to him, and um, you know, he's a uh, he's a phenomenal human being, and that's that's very important to what we're doing here. Kevin, it's Lance again. Um, this type of a move, adding a guy with this type of resume, I mean, is it also nice to maybe inject some, you know, maybe some positive morale in your team in the, in the middle of a very long, what's been a, a difficult offseason for this group. I know how much it was probably a tough pill to swallow to have the, their season end the way that they did, and it's the type of player who's kind of a cultural pe culture piece in the dressing room, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, if you, <laughs> you everybody knows uh, the, the career that Eric's had. Um, there's players, and I'll say this, there's, there's very few players in the league that um, would just, just from what they've done on and off the ice, command the respect um, and have the presence that an Eric Stahl does. 
and he fits in that small group of people. So I, I think it's a great thing for our locker room. Uh, it's great for our organization, and, um, you know, he's a winner. He's, he's, he's been there. He's, he's, he's been in a Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. He's raised the trophy. I mean, these are really, really important experiences that he's lived and he's going to bring into our locker room that are in, very, very important to, uh, to our team and the culture that we have. Hey, Kevin, Greg Boris from Spectrum News here in Buffalo. Does this, does this maybe relieve some of the pressure off of having to force Dylan Cousins a little earlier than maybe he was ready for? That's a fair question. I think uh, Dylan's is, you know, by, we would all, we would all say we're, we're extremely excited about Dylan. Um, but, but I, you know, I probably mentioned this a few months ago. Every player's um, kind of maturation process is, is different. So, Dylan is someone that we look forward to um, coming in and challenging for a roster spot. And But at the same point, we do not want to put Dylan Cousins in a position that he's not ready for. So, um, yeah, I think the, the underrated part of, of, of an Eric Stahl in your dressing room and if Dylan Cousins is on our roster, is just the ability to be with you know with him every day and to learn from him, and you know, not just you know on the ice but off the ice as well. Hey, Kevin, this is Jordan with David. You mentioned he's still very productive, and you his face numbers seem to pop out at first glance. What do you see on the ice? Jordan, it's a little hard to hear. I think you said, "What do I see on the ice with Eric?" Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, uh, it's, it's still a very productive player. Uh, very, very smart, um, big body understands, um, both ends of the ice understands how to play has played a, um, a lot of hockey in his career, uh, against top, top, you know, matchups. Um, he's, he's, he's a guy that has always had a knack around the net, um, for, for putting himself in spots that, uh, to be successful. Uh, he's a very good power play guy. Um, he's, he's long and he can, you know, even as a young player back when he was first coming in the league, he had the ability to hang on to pucks, um, and, and make the players around him better. So those are all the things, you know, as I watched him closely, um, recently in a lot of his games, I saw a lot of the same thing and, and he's very intelligent. Very, very intelligent hockey player. Kevin, Paul Hamilton again. Have you been given the freedom to spend right up to the salary cap, or have you been given a budget that's below the cap? And the second question would be, if you have been given a budget below the cap, is it actual money spent, or is it actual cap money? Yeah, Paul, it's, uh, you know, for me, what I've been with the discussions that I've had with Terry and Kim and um, over these last few months has been, um, hey, we want to do everything we can to win a Stanley Cup here in Buffalo. And they've proven over the years um, that, that they're willing to do in terms of not just, you know, your salary spends, but in terms of the, the resources and sports performance and locker room and all that. So that, that hasn't changed, Paul. Um, you know, I want to make sure that we put this organization in a position that gives us um, the ability to, to – put a good team on the ice and also flexibility. So we'll, we're going to, we're going to work on that over the coming week. Hey, so you do have the freedom that you see fit to, to be able to spend to the cap. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, for me, Paul, it's not like I'm not I'm not dodging the question, but I don't look at the cap as what I'm focused on. I'm looking at the team that we're trying to build and then making sure that we're we're putting ourselves in a position to also uh, adjust and be flexible. So, um, but no, I've been the Terry and Kim have been very supportive of obviously before me and in with me here now are doing everything we can do to win. Hey, Kevin, Matt Bovet here with WKBW. Thanks for hopping on this call tonight. Do you kind of see this as maybe like the first domino to fall? Obviously, it's your first trade, and as we get closer to the draft and as we get closer to the end of the season, it's going out out. Do you sense that the activity is going to start to pick up? Well, I think there's, you know, and you guys know, um, this is my first time through uh, this, you know, type of situation with the draft coming up. <laughs> but what's interesting in all my conversations um, with other general managers around the league is everybody's kind of feeling this, you know, we're all in this interesting place. You know, it's, a, it's unique and no one's ever been through this before. Uh, it's been extremely busy in terms of conversations. There's a lot to be excited for um, coming up with the draft. And I do think there's just a lot of, you know, but then there's still the Stanley Cup playoffs going and not every team um, is, is even in their off season yet. So it's an interesting dynamic, but I do think that there's a lot of conversations. There's a lot of teams now shifting their attention to obviously the draft, but also the, the roster for next season um, in preparing for that. That is Sabres GM Kevin Adams is meeting with the media after trading for Eric Stahl. Marcus Johansson to Minnesota, Eric Stahl to the Buffalo Sabres. If you missed any portion of that, it's up on demand at WGR550.com and the radio.com app. You can read all about the details as well on our website from myself at WGR550.com. There's a lot to go on on this trade. We'll take a couple of calls before our next break, and then we'll get more of your calls throughout the rest of the show going till 8 o'clock tonight. Um, and then Nightcap's back. 7 to 8 every weekday, getting me for an hour, a lot of times leading you into some good stuff too, like on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got football, Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football. While the playoffs are going on in hockey, we'll bring that to you as well. Um, whenever it happens, Stanley Cup playoffs is getting, or Stanley Cup final is getting closer. The Islanders pushing Tampa to a game six with an overtime, double overtime win last night. So we'll have that for you throughout the weekdays. 803-0550 is the phone number. Your reaction, it's 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 a weird one. It's a weird type of trade in that there doesn't seem to be much downside to it. What is the downside? 
They traded, at the end of the day, the worst case scenario might be that he doesn't report. And again, I told you before that, before the conference call, I think that's very unlikely. Very unlikely. The GM does not get in front of everybody and talk about the deal if he wasn't a good amount confident that he's coming and he's going to put on blue and gold. But it's still in the back of my head a little bit. But anyways, that's the worst case scenario. The other worst case scenario is he's not that good. And maybe, hey, Berglund, Patrick Berglund, after he was traded, or after he left, I guess, had talked about how he never really wanted to come here. And that was a different situation because it sounds like Berglund got screwed over a little bit by his agents um, who were supposed to put in, there was something about a no-trade clause that wasn't submitted, and then Berglund got dealt before the team asked for who his no-trade list is, but he didn't want to come here, but he also didn't want to make a stink, so there was a lot going on there. But that would be the worst case, right? Eric Stahl shows up, he plays a couple of months, he decides that he's done, he doesn't want to play here, and he wants to go back closer to his family in Thunder Bay, Ontario, and he's just going to retire and hang him up. Is that the worst case scenario? If that happens, what do you lose? You lose a 40-point winger who's probably a little bit overpaid at $4.5 million. Now, I like Marcus Johansson. I do. I don't think he's nothing to give away. He was in your top six, and he wasn't your biggest problem in your top six. Where he was playing, where he was playing was your biggest problem in your top six. But I had no issue with Marcus Johansson being a second-line winger on this team. He generates play. He's a very good zone entry man. He's decent on the power play. He's not as good as Eric Stahl is on the power play, but he's decent on the power play too. He's a puck carrier, and he was on a short-term deal. It's not Kyle Ocposo where you had to pay him for another three, four, five years. It was up. But what they did is, to me, they flipped a guy who naturally should be playing on the wing, even though I will still defend. Johansson at center last year was better than your alternatives by a wide margin. He was on pace for a little bit under a 40-point season, which... Honestly, go look at Marcus Johansson's stats. In the defensive zone and some of the underlying numbers will certainly tell you that he was not good as a center last year. But his career point totals and like the surface numbers were about on par to what he normally is. He didn't really take that big a step back offensively with his numbers by switching positions. Even with all of that, though, this is an upgrade. It is. Stahl is a more natural centerman. And if you look at his more recent production, it is a lot better. 240 points in 311 games for the Minnesota Wild over the course of four seasons. His age 32 through 35 seasons. So the cliff is probably coming to when Eric Stahl goes from good second line center to, boy, this guy shouldn't even be in the lineup. He needs to hang him up. That's going to come. But when does it happen? It doesn't have to happen right now. And there looks to be a steady decline over his years in Minnesota. But what's interesting is there seemed to be a steady decline going on in Carolina and then that short stint with the Rangers. And then he was revitalized in Minnesota. 2017, he had 65 points. 2018, he had 76 points. With a... Now, 42 goals, 34 assists. 
That's a big goal-scoring year for Eric Stahl. 17.4% shot percentage that season with the Minnesota Wild. It's a bit of an outlier. It's a bit of an outlier. He's not scoring 40 goals for the Buffalo Sabres. He's not putting up 76 points for the Buffalo Sabres. At least I would be stunned if he did that. That was a career-high shooting percentage, playing big power play minutes. Now, to be fair, he did also produce a lot even strength that year. 31 of his goals in that big season he had a couple of years ago, 31 of his goals were 5-on-5. Then, 2018-2019, in an 81-game season, 22 goals. The shot percentage comes back to 10.2 around his career average. 52 points. That's your expectation. His season, his last two seasons should be your expectation. His age 34 and 35 seasons. His shot percentage two years ago, that's to me what I would expect. And that's why I would expect an upgrade. Because 10.2 is reasonable for Stahl. And what happens when he gives you that number? 22 goals, 30 assists, playing 18 minutes a night. That's what we need. That's what the Sabres need. Now, you want, and we've wanted ever since Ryan O'Reilly walked out the door, to get that same player back. They had a number one center under contract on a deal for, you know, at least the cap hit was affordable. And they traded him for nothing. For basically nothing. They'll be lucky if they get a single thing out of that trade that is impactful to the team going forward. And you want to match what you lost in the Ryan O'Reilly trade. But that's, for the most part, unreasonable. Because those players either don't come available often, or if they do, you got to pay a ton to get them here. Stahl is a perfect placeholder. And the NFL... An often used term is the bridge quarterback. A lot of former Bills quarterbacks have actually become bridge quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor is one right now with the Los Angeles Chargers, holding down the fort until sixth overall pick Justin Herbert takes over. Ryan Fitzpatrick is that right now in Miami, the Bills' upcoming opponent. Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting for the Dolphins until Tua Tungavailoa takes over in Miami. They're placeholders. They're keeping the ship afloat. That's what Eric Stahl is. The most important prospect, arguably, in the Sabres organization is Dylan Cousins. Dylan Cousins is your answer for who's going to fix that second-line center problem long-term. Dylan Cousins is the answer. And I'm glad Adams got the question in the conference call about whether this prevents you from having to force Dylan Cousins in. Because that's where we were headed. That's where we probably were headed. If they didn't want Johansson to play center again in 2021, we were headed for Dylan Cousins playing down the middle. Or, I mean, God forbid, we we were going to look at Casey Middlestat trying out at second-line center again, which there's nothing to me at this point from him that makes me think he could do that. Stahl comes in. He'll hold the fort down. He'll be a good second-line center. He's not going to be as good as Ryan O'Reilly. They were never going to match what they lost there. 
But if Stahl comes in and is a 50-point player on this second line, at least for the short term, I think the Sabres just fixed their biggest hole on their roster. Again, fixed it for the short term. Stahl's 36. He will be 36 before the next time the Sabres play. So, one year, keep him in contention and let Cousins slide in on a wing or play a depth center position and learn the NHL game without being forced into a role of importance on the Sabres lineup. It's a great trade. More to it, the cap ramifications, the money involved, Marcus Johansson going to the Wild. There's a report from Michael Russo of The Athletic on what the Wild plan to do with Marcus Johansson, which is kind of interesting. We'll get into all of that, plus take your calls at 803-0550 when we come back. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. To your calls next here on WGR. Rick Delaney's name hasn't been out there a bunch. It hasn't. And I'm not saying that he's not going to be in play. I, I think if you're Kevin Adams and you're the Buffalo Sabres, you know, you're hunting for a top six forward. What are you willing to give up to acquire that top six forward? TSN's Darren Dreger on with the instigators a couple of weeks back. Speaking of the instigators, by the way, it's the Nightcap, Joe DiBiase here on WGR. To your calls in just a second. People are tweeting at me. From Actually, it's the instigators tweet. So people are tweeting it at me. That's how I'm, I'm, I follow the instigators. Not sure I would have seen it. But they tweeted 14 minutes ago that apparently Andrew, Andrew Peters, said there's something about this morning. He said there is something about Eric Stahl that is too perfect of a match. And then Craig said if anybody, Craig or Vague, if anybody can get Eric Stahl to play in this team, it's Kevin Adams. I wonder if they knew something. Probably not. They're, they're good at their jobs. You know, they could, they could, you could guess that. It's conceivable that that would be something. I mean, they're talking Sabres every day. Eric Stahl is a trade possibility bound to come up. And it happened. Or, hell, maybe maybe Kevin Adams was listening to the instigators this morning. And he thought, hey, you know, it's a good idea. I'm going to go call I'm gonna go call Bill Guerin, see how, see how it's going. See if he wants to move Eric Stahl. What is Minnesota doing, by the way? Again, to your calls in one moment. What is Minnesota doing with that trade? I like Marcus Johansson. I really do. I will defend him in the season he just had for the Sabres. He was... Not as good of a placeholder as Eric Stahl is at second-line center, but he was way better than anything the Sabres had in their organization. And he was better than any option that they currently had on the market, the free agent market. But Minnesota, it's out. Michael Russo is talking about that they're going to play him at center. Why not just keep Eric Stahl? He's more affordable, and five-on-five... Johansson's better at creating scoring opportunities, but on the power, it's not it's not a big enough margin for what Stahl does for you on the power play. Stahl will, pro- will play on the Sabres' top power play unit. I'm sure of it. I'm sure he'll play on the top power play unit for the Sabres. I actually can't imagine what hand he is, though. In my head, he's a lefty. So maybe no, Olofsson will play over there. I still think he'll play on the top power play unit, though. All right, 803 is the phone number. Is there any downside to this move other than 
<laughs> other than the Sabres just traded for a guy who we hated 14 years ago while he was wearing red and white for the Carolina Hurricanes, because I definitely hated him. And again, the 11-year-old in me hates this move, but every other part of me loves it. Let's go to Randy. Randy, you're on the nightcap. What's up, man? Yeah, I love the trade. I mean, uh, it's a no-brainer. Uh, I reason I called you is because well, I haven't called you. I haven't called the station in a while, well, maybe over a year. Uh, is this can't be it? There's got to be a lot more movement. And a couple of my friends were talking about Patrick Kane because of Woo! Chicago having some salary cap woes. Is there any way the Sabers could get Patrick Kane in the trade this off season? Randy, thanks for the call. No, there is not. There's no way that he is coming here. There, there's no way they're making that trade. There's every every part of it. Not happening. Um, and I don't think they need to do something that... I don't think they need to do something like that. I'm not even going to talk Kane trade here, but more so like the idea of a move like that. They're not a win-now team. That's why this stall trade, in in that way, it's a little weird that they just traded for a 36-year-old to be their answer at second-line center. What that means to me is they don't have an answer at second-line center, and they're hoping Dylan Cousins becomes that, and they want to buy some time. That's exactly what this move is. But they don't need to be going out and trading for 30-plus-year-old wingers. They need guys that are going to be great for this team for a long time because Jack Eichel's 22 years old, maybe he's 23 now, and Rasmus Dahlin is 20. And those two guys are pillars of your organization for the next decade. The, the guys you need, I know they haven't won in a while. And I know that it is so frustrating to watch them not be competitive year after year. But you, they should not operate this organization in this roster like it's ready for contention. If you're going to make a trade, it has to be with the future in mind. At least a trade of importance has to be with the future in mind. This one, again, it's different because you're moving Marcus Johansson, who had one year left on his contract. He was not a part of the solution long-term here. And neither is Stahl. So at that point, it's just, all right, who makes me better right now? But if you're giving up something for Patrick Kane, you're giving up stuff that's going to be, like, you're giving them, Henry Yoki, how are you back? And trade like that. You're giving them first-round picks. You're giving them prospects. Like, get out of here with that. I don't, I don't want any part of it. Let's go to Brian and Williams, who has been waiting patiently. Brian, you're on the nightcap. What's up? Yeah, I just wanted to say I, I really like this trade. I, this, it will make us better at the power play unit. Um, he can kill penalties, which is phenomenal. It gives Jack somebody to play with on either side if they should choose to put him on the first line, if somebody should go down, which hopefully will not happen. And I really like it from the standpoint of leadership on and off the ice. I think we've got a really good player coming our way. Yeah, thanks for the call, Brian. Uh, you, When you were talking there, it made me think about Sam Reinhardt, actually. Um, and not for, you know, like what his contract is going to look like. But <laughs> I, it's kind of sad for me. This is the death of play Sam Reinhardt at center. Do we, do we have any sad music? I need some sad music now. Because it's been a campaign I've been on for years. And part of me is really sad that we're never going to get to see Sam Reinhardt at center. Never going to get to do it. And no, I'm not counting him as a 19-year-old playing on the fourth line of a tanking team. And no, I'm not counting the five games he played with Seth Griffith and Benoit Pouliot. 
couple of years ago under Housley. He's never gotten a fair shake at his natural position. And I think a part of me is always going to wonder what would have happened if they showed a commitment to making him a centerman. And when they traded for Eric Stahl two hours ago, that died completely because Cousins is their answer. And Cousins maybe should have been their answer anyway, assuming he develops and he comes along as that player that we're all projecting him to be, hopefully hoping that really he's going to be. You never know. Middlestat was projected to be a second-line center. That's not going well. So we'll see on Cousins. But if he hits and it doesn't take him more than a year or two, Reinhardt's not getting a shot at center. And that's why... Don't want this to become a Sam Reinhardt conversation. Sabres trade for Eric Stahl. Cap ramifications. They actually save some money. They save $1.25 million on the cap for the next year. Both players, remember, had one year left. Johansson had a $4.5 million cap hit. Stahl, $3.25. That's why I love this trade so much. The position, it's perfect, perfect for what they needed positionally. I think the player is better. It doesn't affect anything long-term, and you saved money on the cap. It's a perfect first trade for Kevin Adams. It's not a trade that's going to change the course of the organization, but it is a good, it's a good, solid hockey trade. And I'm glad he was able to pick up the phone and make that offer. Because, I don't know, maybe he didn't make it. Maybe Bill Guerin really wanted Marcus Johansson. They've done some weird things there in Minnesota. They really wanted Marcus Foligno a couple of years back. Um, there's been some stuff. A lot of trades between the Sabres and Wild. Anyways, the base salary is another thing to look at. Because now we've got all this talk about the Sabres, along with a lot of other teams, I think 17 other teams maybe, considering or implementing an internal cap because of all the financial hits that teams and owners in the NHL have felt. So money becomes a part of this. What's a guy do? Is he at the back half of his contract? Does he have an $8 million cap hit, but we only have to pay him $2 million because that contract was front-loaded? Are there signing bonuses due? What's the cost if I put him in the minors? All of those are questions now that will come into play here. With Eric Stahl, he has a $3.25 million cap hit, $3 million base salary. No bonuses, total salary, $3 million. That's what they'll pay him. So, not much difference between that and the cap hit. Johansson, meanwhile, $4.5 million cap hit. He was owed $4 million this year. In base salary. So the Sabres financially save a million dollars. Which again, you know, this happens in sports. We're talking hockey and we're talking trades and cap hits and salary cap. And a million dollars doesn't sound like a lot. But the Sabres basically just got a million bucks from the wild and a better hockey player. So there's no part of this move that I don't like. Other than... 11-year-old me, who's somewhere over here in the corner, and he, oh, he's flipping me off. That's right. Uh, not, not a fan, because, of course, the Carolina Hurricanes, the 06 Hurricanes are running the show now here in Buffalo. Kevin Adams and Eric Stahl. Ugh. Just, at least they didn't hire Peter Laviolette. <laughs> that would have took it over the top. Laviolette actually just got hired by Washington, so thank goodness the Sabres didn't have an opening. Um, 
Laviolette would have took that over the top. Anyways, 803 is the phone number. Any last calls? Last call in the nightcap is after this. Eric Stahl is a Buffalo Sabre. It's the nightcap with Jody Biasi here on WGR. Really looking at our roster. Really looking at our roster and over these last couple of months and having a kind of a short and medium and long-term plan and what we need to do, obviously identifying the center ice position and trying to strengthen ourselves up the middle is important. And so looking to, to be able to look around the league and to be able to target and identify a player like Eric is really important. So yeah, it was, it was definitely something we were working on doing. Sabres general manager Kevin Adams. That's strange to say. Still, not as strange as Eric Stahl is a Buffalo Sabre, though. That is definitely a stranger thing to say. No doubt. That's what happened today, September 16th, in a year where sports has been completely derailed by the world pandemic. Hockey is on the back burner, at least next season is. We're still going through the playoffs, and it's September 16th. Sabre games, who knows? I mean, an an educated guess by myself, somewhere between the first couple weeks of December and the first couple weeks of January, but who knows? Maybe they're playing in bubbles. Maybe they're playing here in Buffalo. I mean, what's funny is about sports is... It started with the NBA, the NHL, the MLS. Well, actually, before that, it started with baseball. And baseball decided not to go the bubble route. And all these positive tests early on, the Marlins, the Cardinals, the Tigers, everyone's canceling games, the Yankees, the Phillies, everyone's canceling games. And it was going really bad. It was very poorly run, baseball early on. Here comes the NHL and the NBA and the MLS with bubbles. They're doing fine. Has the NHL had a positive test in like four months? But at the same time, the NFL and Major League Baseball lately, I mean, they're doing what they're doing fine out here. As long as they're honestly reporting these these figures. Like they're not having positive tests. So maybe the Sabres are playing in Buffalo when it comes to January. And who knows where we are. There's a lot of time between now and then um, with where we are in the world. But Eric Stahl, the next time the Sabres play, will likely be in uniform. Likely. Very, very likely. There's a retirement rumor out there. Just saying. Pierre Lebrun did say on radio in Canada last hour that he's heard a rumor in the past, not like in relation to this trade, but in the past he's heard a rumor that if Eric Stahl were to ever be traded out of Minnesota, he would just retire. Sounds like from Kevin Adams, he's pretty darn confident that he's going to prevent that from happening. And that Stahl's going to come here, and he wouldn't have made this trade, and he wouldn't have gotten in front of everybody and talked about the trade had he thought he wasn't coming. But, Stahl, man, he's going, I looked it up, about a five-hour drive, which is not nothing. I mean, five hours is a long drive. He's going from a five-hour drive from Thunder Bay, Ontario to XL Energy Center in St. Paul, Minnesota to a 15-hour drive to Buffalo, which, I mean, you're at Plains by then. Um, So he's outside driving distance. At least that'd be outside my driving distance. I'm not driving anywhere 15 hours. Not me. So I could totally see why Eric Stahl wouldn't be excited to come here. But if he comes here, 
and he plays for that one season he's under contract, and he doesn't pout while he's here like Patrick Berglund did, and there's nothing really concrete yet to say that none that he's not just going to come here and play and be the best that he could be, then the Sabres just made a hell of a trade. And I'm still struggling to find the downside. Because I don't really think there is one. I don't think there is one. And I mentioned his season from a couple years prior, 2018-19, his age 34 season with the Wild, 52 points in 81 games. That's a solid baseline to expect from your second-line center. And that's an enormous upgrade from what the Sabres had. And you know what? Maybe he still does have that upside. I said... I don't think in any way he's reaching that 42-goal mark that he had in 2018 when his shot percentage was 17. But maybe I shouldn't completely discount it. Maybe I should. But maybe I shouldn't completely discount it because that was only three years ago. Two years ago. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Eric Stahl, but it sounds like he's coming here. I just went through a whole show. I don't think I mentioned the Buffalo Bills. So, I got more shows, though, throughout the week. The nightcap is back. Glad to be back. Super happy to be back. Thrilled, in fact, to be back talking to you between 7 and 8 on weekdays throughout Bills season at the very least here. And Bills and Dolphins is coming your way on Sunday. We'll spend most of the rest of the week previewing Sunday's matchup. Linebacker chaos right now and who's going to play. Is Edmonds and Milano going to be ready? The backups are hurt, too. Fitzpatrick, Chan Gailey. There's so much that's going into Sunday's matchup. Um, We'll spend... Lots of time on that throughout the rest of the week. Thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. And be sure to check out the show on demand at WGR550.com and radio.com if you missed any portion of that. But until tomorrow, thanks, everybody, for listening, and have a good night. This has been the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 